Uh, well, guys, uh, man, I, again, I, I can't tell you, I am so excited about what we're going to do over the next month. And, and one of the things I love, I love when we enter a new year and we start talking about making some changes. And, and I know you guys are working through that personally. We've encouraged you as a church uh, to, to be doing that spiritual assessment that we talked about last week. We've emailed that at that out to you. Uh, you can go on to, to last week's digital sermon notes and, and work through that if you haven't done it yet. I want to encourage you to do it because what we have a vision for is seeing uh, our church, all of us collectively uh, and individually, transformed by the power of the gospel in, in, in 2021. And, and we know that's only going to happen if, if we learn uh, to hear from God. And, and so that's what I want to talk to you about over the next few weeks. This morning, our, our focus is, is very simple, and it's this great truth. That that's what we were designed to do. Man, we were made to hear from God. So three things that I want to share with you. Here is the first, guys. This morning, I want you to see that we were made for fellowship with God. Let me say that again. I want you to see that we were made for fellowship with God. And so if we're going to study the story of the Bible, we have to begin in, in the beginning, right? And in the beginning, God makes everything that we see, everything that we know, all of the stars. He, he makes the sun and the moon, the stars, the, uh, the, the ocean, the water, uh, and, and then He makes animals. He makes us. And, and listen to what the Bible declares, what God has done uh, with us. Genesis 2, 26 through 27 says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image. According to our likeness, man, they're going to rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God, and he created them male and female. And so we have to kind of begin with this, this truth. If we're, if we're talking about the fact that we were made for fellowship with God, is that we were made by God. And not only were we made by God, but we were made in the image of God. And we were made in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And we were made specifically to, to be with God. In fact, if we read on in, in the Bible account, we get to Genesis 3, where some tragic things happen, but there's some great truths that are found here. Here's what the Word of God says. It says, Then man and, and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. This is because they had already sinned and done what God told them not to do. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he, he said, I, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. And, and, and listen, that's one of the most tragic moments in human history when sin entered the world because Adam and Eve chose to disobey God. But I don't want you to miss the beauty that was there before the sin happened. And the beauty that was there was that Adam and Eve were living in, in, in beautiful, perfect fellowship with God where God could walk amongst them in the middle of the day and, and He could call out to them in the morning and they heard His voice. They heard God walking. They heard God coming. They, they heard God calling. That's what we're designed for. We were designed to hear from God. But of course, because of sin, because God is holy, because He's perfect, He can't have sin in His presence, Adam and Eve were cast out of the garden because of their sin. Now listen, their relationship with God wasn't broken. They were still the children of God, but their fellowship with God, their intimacy with God, their closeness with God was affected. But you know what? At that moment that said entered the world, so did God's rescue plan. And God promised that he would send one who would come and crush the head of the serpent. And that one that he was sending, who ultimately we know is Jesus, was going to come through a nation that God would make for himself, a nation called Israel. And so God creates a nation for himself. He uses a man named Abram who's too old to have kids, but promises he's going to make him the father of many nations. Abraham has Isaac, and then Isaac, Jacob, and Esau. Jacob has 12 sons. One gets sold 
into slavery, right? We, we go through the whole story of Joseph, of Joseph there in Egypt. Um, they, they become a great nation, Israel does. But, but the, the good Pharaoh dies, a bad Pharaoh takes over, they're enslaved, they cry out to God, and God sends a deliverer named Moses. And so Moses comes, and he leads God's people out of Egypt, and he's leading them towards a promised land. And, and there in that midst, God says, hey Moses, come up on this mountain, we need to talk. And, and what, what God reveals to Moses is, hey, I'm going to be your God, you're going to be my people, but here's some things we have to do to make this work. One, I need a place to live. So you've got to build me a tabernacle. Uh, it's a place that I'm going to fellowship with you. He says, two, um, we've got to have a way to, uh, to atone for your sins. So we're going to come up with a sacrificial system because I'm holy and you're not. I've got to atone for the sins so that you can live in my presence. And he says, three, I've got to give you some rules to live by. And so God there, uh, uh, like, uh, goes after his people, right? He searches out these sinful people and, and he says, listen, I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people. And, and he tabernacles with him. Now we get to the New Testament and here comes Jesus. And here's what the word of God says about Jesus. In John chapter 1, verse 14, says, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory of the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And that word there, dwelt, dwelt among us, it, it, it's the New Testament equivalent of the Old Testament word for tabernacle. It means that Jesus came to tabernacle, right? This is, this is what God says, and you're going to give him the name Emmanuel, God with us, because God is still desiring fellowship with his people. And that Jesus, this is what he says about us in John chapter 10. Uh, he says, my sheep will hear my voice, I'll know them, and they will follow me. And, and so guys, I, I just want to start with this great truth. Listen, you were made. You were designed, you were created for fellowship with God. You were made to hear from God. So that's, that's kind of where we begin. The second thing I want you to understand this morning is this, is that God still speaks to his children. Right? That God still speaks to his children. Children, I, I don't want you to, to, to miss out on this. Some people wonder, man, does God really care about me? Does God love me? Does God want to speak? Yes, God wants that deep, uh, intimate fellowship with you. God is still speaking, and, and he wants you to hear him speak. I love what the author of, of Hebrews writes to the church. I, I believe it's a word of encouragement. This is what he says in Hebrews three thirteen through 15. He says, but encourage each other daily while it is still called today. Now, that's not while it's called tomorrow. That's not in the past. He says, while it's called today so that none of you is hardened by sin's deception. For we have become participants in Christ if we hold firmly until the end the reality that we had at the start. As it is said, today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. And, and what the author of Hebrews is saying is, listen, God is still speaking. That's what he's writing the church. He said, listen, Jesus is in heaven, but God is still speaking. And today, hear his voice. Hear his voice. And if you hear his voice, man, obey what he says. And, and so then that just begs the question, well, then how is God speaking today? Right? How does God speak? And so God actually speaks uh, in several ways. I'm going to put a, a few of them there on, on the screen for you. Uh, first of all, I, I think God speaks to us through prayer. Right? I mean, that's how we know that somebody's listening to us. We have a conversation with somebody. They're talking to us about something, and then something happens because of the conversation we just had. And that's what prayer is. Prayer changes things. Uh, God says that if we'll come to Him, right, if we remain in Him, anything that we ask will be ours. Right? And, and we know that we're to, to pray with the right motives that sometimes we, we don't have because we don't ask. Other times we don't have because when we do ask, we ask with the wrong motives. But God will always answer prayer. He's either going to say yes, He's going to say later, or He's going to say no. But God is going 
going to answer. And that's one of the ways that God speaks to us. And God speaks to us through circumstances. Through circumstances. And, and, and uh, in church circles, sometimes we talk about these as, as, as uh, closed and open doors. I know some people that have tried to crawl in through windows. Right? You can do that too. But, but God still speaks. God speaks to us through other people. Uh, if, if, if you're married, um, God will probably use your spouse, especially men. Uh, he will use your spouse to speak to you. That, that happens. But God also speaks to us through pastors and through teachers and, and, and through friends. Of course, we have to test uh, what we hear from people, right? Because we know that there are many spirits. And so the Bible always says that we're, we're to test the spirits to make sure. And so we're going we're to take what those people say, lay it up against Scripture. We're going to do that, right? But God speaks to us also through nature. Through nature, the Bible says that the heavens declare the, the glory of God, that the skies pour forth speech. And, and, and so nature, uh, God speaks to us through nature. And, and of course, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Right through 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 that that prompting that we we feel that impression uh, where where we sense man I'm I'm not supposed to do this or I'm supposed to do that or I need to go talk to that person the Holy Spirit speaks to us of course uh, the the final point I have for you this morning is 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 this it's the primary way God speaks to us and uh, it, it's this guys the the primary way God speaks to us is through His Word that's my third and final point this morning that the primary way God speaks to us. Is, is through his word. And, and guys, when I, when I talk about that, when we talk about the word of God in the New Testament, there's really two primary Greek words that I'm talking about. The, the first word is, is logos, right? Is logos. And, and, and when I talk about logos, I, I mean this morning for our conversation, I mean the written word of God. The written word of God. So, so, so understand this. In, in John chapter 1, it says the word became flesh. And, and, and the Greek word for word that John uses is logos. And logos uh, can mean the written word of God. It also means uh, it, the, that it embodies concept or idea. And what he's saying is Jesus is the perfect embodiment of, of everything that God says, right? That's, that's what he's trying to say. He's like, listen, uh, like, this has become flesh, right? Uh, the perfect embodiment of all that God is has become flesh and has dwelt among us is what John is, 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 is saying. Now, now listen, though, if we follow that word logos through the rest of the New Testament, uh, most of the other occasions that we're going to hear it, in fact, pretty much all the other occasions that we hear the word logos, it's going to refer to the written word of God, to the scriptures, to the scriptures. And so guys, I, I just want to start here is, is listen, if, if you find yourself listening to this message, it's a new year, you want to make some new changes, and one of the things that happened in 2020 is you kind of felt distant from God. One of the primary reasons we feel distant from God is we're not hearing from God, and typically the reason we're not hearing from God is we're not reading his word. Second uh, Timothy 3.16 says that all scriptures God breathes. It's the breath of God. It is the word of God. And so, so we have to start here. The primary way God speaks to us is, is through his word. But there is a second word uh, in the Greek, New Testament Greek, that is, is often used in the New Testament for, uh, for word or, or word of God. And that word is rhema. Rhema. And, and when I say rhema, I, I'm talking about the living voice of God. The living voice of God. And so we think about logos, that is, that is the kind of the written, the recorded uh, word of God. And then we have rhema, and, and that is God's word speaking to you. It's, a, it's alive, it's, it's active. The Bible says that, that it is alive, it's active, it's sharper than a double-edged sword. And, and, and so listen, and we most experience rhema... Okay, I'm, I'm telling you this morning, God is still speaking. He wants to speak to you. The primary way he does that through his word. And so how do I experience the living voice of God? Well, listen, primarily you experience the living voice of God when you are reading the Logos. 
When you're reading the written Word of God, and as you read the written Word of God, and you submit yourself to the Word of God, and you're reading and you're praying through the Scriptures, and as you do that, what will happen is I'm reading the written Word of God, the Logos, the Rhema will come alive to me. A verse will jump off the page and into my heart. Suddenly, I'll be stuck or fixated on a single verse and the meaning of that verse. And it's something in my spirit begins to work, and I know that it's for me. And that is the Rhema, the living voice of God speaking to you. And the reason we're doing this whole series is because, listen, we believe that God wants to change your life. Right? I'll go over here for a second. Let me just say that to you. I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to change your life, that He wants to change my life. He wants to transform us into the image of Jesus Christ. I also believe that the best way for that to happen is for us to hear His voice. That we, we have to be in the written word, the Logos, and the more that we're in the Logos the more that the rhema, the living voice of God, uh, we will hear. And the more we, we find out and, and understand that God is alive and He is still speaking and that He has a word for us today, the more we will be transformed into to the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. That is where real change happens. True transformation only comes through Christ. And, and so what are we doing here uh, as we kick off the month of January? Well, what we're doing is we're going to introduce to you a, a brand new form of discipleship at FBCE that is designed to help you do this. To, designed to help you start hearing from the living voice of God. And, and so what they're called, they're called D-groups. Now listen, a, a D group is, is just a smaller group of people than, than we would normally have. Uh, what we're looking for is a group of, of no more than, than five people. That's three or four people other than you. And, and we want them to be of the same sex. And so girls with girls and guys with guys. And the reason is because we're going to be talking about some difficult things. Uh, but the group is just one part of it. You see, we're also going to be giving you, anyone that wants to be in a D group is going to get a free gift from us. And what this is is a, a, a journal. It's a here journal. I know it says D group on it, but it, it, it's really all about a method that we're going to teach. And so we're going to teach you as a church how to study the Bible. And we're all going to study the Bible kind of the same way. Uh, we're we're going we're to hear, we're going we're gonna to highlight and, and explain and, and apply and respond. And, and I'll get through those things next week. In fact, all of next week's message is, is how to, to work this Bible study method. But listen, in addition to the Bible study, that we're going to use that method as we all read through the same stuff. We, we've put together a Bible reading plan that starts uh, in February, and it'll run all the way through the end of November. And then, of course, in Christmas, we do Advent together. And, and, and our, our desire is that small groups of people, groups of three, groups of four, max of five, listen, if you've got six, you've got to break up into two groups, okay? But, but these small groups of people will gather together. And you say, why, why so small? Listen, you get over five people, and, and the, the level of intimacy and accountability, it, it's really difficult. It, it's really difficult. There's too many people that have to share. It, it, it just it makes the system not work. And so we're looking for very small groups of people. And, and what you're going to do is, is you're going to commit to, to get into the Word of God. Every day, you've got five days a week, you're going to get into the Logos. And, and each day as you're in the Logos, then we believe that the Rhema, that the, the, the living voice of God, the living Word of God is going to speak to your spirit and that, that some kind of verse is going to stand out to you. And, and, and you're, going to, you're going to kind of write down that verse and then you're going to uh, kind of apply that verse to your life. You're going to respond to God. And, and once a week, you're going to get together with other Christians that are doing the same thing and you're going to talk about what God is teaching each of you and how you can live to be more like Him and, and ultimately how you can live to uh, make disciples.
to make disciples that make a difference in our world. That's what we want to do. So, so listen, I, I'm pumped about how all this is, is going to work. And, and, and again, uh, man, this, this all happens. We're going to preach through this for, for, for January, and then this all kicks off in, in February. And so here's what I need you to do. Okay, here we go. Uh, number one, what I need you to do. Uh, application-wise, is I want you to find a 30-day plan. I, I, I realize you're hearing this at this point. It's January 3rd, so it doesn't have to be exactly 30 days. But you've got to get through the month of January. That's the point, right? I want you to find a Bible reading plan that is one month. You say, Pastor, I, I, I've been thinking about it. By the way, we put out a video this last week saying, please do this in advance. Uh, some of you are thinking, man, I want to read through the whole Bible in a year. Those things are great, and, and, and I love those things. But, but our desire is, is, is for these groups to really take off. And the way they're going to take off is when everybody's on the same page, everybody's buying in. Life change is going to happen because iron's going to sharpen iron. And, and, and so we want to see those things happen. What we don't want to do is see you get so bogged down in multiple studies that you don't have time. Listen, the most important thing you can do in your walk with Christ is daily spend time here and in prayer. That's it. That's it. No other programs, no other things. What we're going to try to get you to do every week, we're going to have our people on the same page. So the best way that could do is if you'll find just a 30-day. Don't wait until February to start getting in the Word of God. and getting Because what's going to happen, you're going to get in a group with other people. They've already been doing a Bible reading plan. They've already got a good godly daily habit. And you're going to be struggling, brother. And, and so we, we don't want that to happen for you. So get in the Word of God now. Find a plan that will get you through January. February, we'll launch into our church-wide uh, reading plans. Okay? So here are some places you can find that. You can find it on the Bible app. Uh, there's the Dwell app. Guys, I know this sounds silly. You can, you can do a Google search. I, I, I lie not to you. I, I did one this week, and oh my goodness, so many Bible reading plans popped up, all customizable. And so I want to encourage you to do that. Find a 30-day a or a Bible reading plan that will get you through January. Second thing I want you to start doing this week is I want you to start praying about who you might want to be in your D group. Start praying about who you might want to be in your D group. Again, three or four other people max. That's it. That's it. Say, man, I've got seven people. Awesome. Be thinking about how many of those people need to start their own group. Three or four other people max. Because the things you're going to share, man, they're going to be deep. Listen, every, every group session you get together, there's accountability, uh, accountability questions you're going to ask. Some of those accountability questions are uncomfortable. I'm just going to tell you. Like, like, are you fighting sin right now in your life? Have you lied to me? at any point during this meeting. So I, I, I'm just telling you, man, this, this is going to be awesome. God wants to speak to us. He wants to change us. But this is why we're talking about these smaller groups. So be praying about people that you can have that level of connection with in our church. If you're struggling, you don't know anybody, please contact us at the office, office at fbclgan.org. I'm going to tell you right now, I cannot promise that we'll be able to find somebody that you can just jump into that kind of relationship with. But we can ask you some questions that might reveal uh, who would, would this would work for in your life. And so I want to encourage you along those lines. Guys, uh, man, I love you. Listen, I've got one big announcement for you, and then I'm going to pray us out. And here is that big announcement. I think, I think we've got it ready. Uh, just a, a quick reminder. It's coming. It's coming. Here we go. Let's put it up big screen. Uh, guys, next Sunday, next Sunday, Again, our service will only be online. It's online only next Sunday, again, because of the uptick in COVID cases, okay? Uh, we will keep you posted as to Wednesday night services and, and, and when those will kick off, all those kind of things. We're keeping a close eye on that. And, uh, and part of why we're doing it this week is we, we've had more people in, uh, in, not just in our church body, but, but people that are involved in, in helping us pull off worship that have had some exposure, have people in their lives that have COVID. And so, uh, and, and listen, let me just tell you, you don't want it. 
okay? Uh, our family, isolation, like, like, man, the whole month of December, it was rough. I'm, I'm glad I get to be in the sanctuary again, thankful that we're, we're kind of turning a corner in the Huddleston home. I thank you for all your thoughts and all your prayers. Uh, guys, I want to pray for us, and I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to pray that you would hear the rhema of God as you begin to spend time in the Logos this week. Father God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for your word, which is alive and it's active. It's still speaking to us. I'm so thankful that the God of the universe has chosen to reveal himself unto us. God, let me make it more personal. I am so thankful that you've chosen to reveal yourself to me. I'm so thankful that as I I read your word, it's alive and it's active and it speaks to my situation. God, help me build a healthy habit to spend consistent time in that Logos so that I can hear your rhema. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. We love you, church. God bless. We'll see you next week. Hey, please comment uh, in the comment section of this video. Reach out to us if you need help. Remember, starting in February, we'll, we'll launch these D groups. You need to be having, kind of, kind of start working on assembling your team right now, assembling your group. It's coming. Next week, we're going to walk through the HEAR method. It's going to be awesome. Cannot wait. And you will be able to pick up your free, um, your free gift, your, your, your HEAR journals. You'll be able to pick those up starting January 11th. Guys, we love you so much. God bless. We'll see you next week.